0: You are listening to the Evolution Exchange podcast, a platform that we have created to bring the Nordic community together. My name is Melanie Lindsay and I'm your host. Today I'm joined by Karim, Niklas, Bontos and Bezad to discuss transferable skills. How do you utilise them in the gaming world? Hi everyone, this is Chris Bennett here, the Nordics Managing Director here at Evolution. I really hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data, product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. Before we delve deeper into the topic, let's work our way around the room with some introductions who you are, who you work for, what kind of things you're into in the gaming industry. Um, Pontus, would you like to kick us off?
1: Sure. Uh, Yes. Hello. My name is Pontus Björkberg and I'm the founder and CEO of Spellscaper. Um, I've been uh, working at Spellscaper for two years now um, and our focus is on AI. So basically two years ago, we started seeing like, yeah, AI is going to take off pretty soon. Uh, So we decided to get on that as soon as possible. And it started out as us making a game. Uh, We wanted to make uh, AI, basically draw monsters for us, and then uh, use code to write attacks and create some sort of Pokemon-similar game. Um, And it worked really well, um, actually so well that we decided to put those tools on a platform instead to let anyone uh, create games using AI. Uh, So that's currently what I've been up to. And I've been in the gaming industry for seven years now. I found my first company, Attractive Interactive, out of college with a bunch of friends. And, uh, yeah, I've been hooked on game development since. Nice. Niklas? Uh, Yes,
2: hello. Uh, My name is Niklas. Uh, I work as an art director at Mag Interactive uh, in Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, It's a a pretty small company doing casual games. Um, I've been in, in the industry since 2001 and uh, done lots of different type of games. Um, and uh, before these five years uh, at MAG, I was at King for 10 years and also worked as an art director for uh, the follow up to, to Candy Crush and leading a quite a big team. I was also the manager for a lot of artists there. And the last couple of years uh, at King, uh, I was a stu- studio art director as well. Uh, so overseeing uh, around five, five projects uh, at the same time.
3: Uh, so that's, that's me.
0: Lovely. Uh, Karim?
3: Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Karim. i um, been working in the gaming industry for the past seven years now. Um, part of an part of an indie game publisher called The Kinda Brave uh, since our public launch last year. Uh, where I work as head of marketing and brands, uh, we site on like producing global quality in the games uh, with like a portfolio of, of small studios and teams uh, with with big ideas. Uh, I've been uh, been part of of Mojang previously, so All Kings, uh, Minecraft. Uh, before joining the gaming industry, I was uh, was worked I was working with global brands uh, within Unilever and Procter and Gamble. So a lot of uh, fast-moving consumer goods.
0: Nice. And uh, last, definitely not least, uh, Bezad.
4: Hi, everyone. I, uh, my name is Behzad. Um, I'm a founder and CEO of a company called Orion AB, based in Stockholm, Sweden. Um, personally, I was involved in 3D animation and 3D modeling back in the day since 2004. Um, and I was engaged in the gaming industry since then. But uh, in the middle, I decided to take some time off and follow an academic career, and then a couple of years ago, I decided to come back to the gaming industry. And we started to work on something new, and that was integrating new blockchain technology into our game. And um, we started by integrating NFTs and cryptocurrencies into our game as a new economy model for the gaming. And we are uh, currently working on three different projects in the in the studio. And uh, I'm I'm happy to talk about. Uh, the transferability skills that we were talking about earlier. So yeah, nice to be with all of you guys.
0: Yeah, cool beans. So now that we we know a little bit about everybody, uh, let's move on to the topic. So you all have a question on transferable skills. And as usual, I'll work around the room uh, asking each of you to pose your questions and the context behind it. Each of you will have the opportunity to give your take on, on the situation and on the question. So let's start with our first question. Karim, take it away.
3: What an honor. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I when I moved to the uh, into the gaming industry, I like I received a lot of questions from you know friends and and and, and my like network in terms of like the, the career path, like why and and so such. And I was thinking of that and tried to like my question is around like uh, as a newcomer or like a career like changer, like what advice do you have for professionals as they are like looking into get into the, like the, the gaming industry in general. Others? Yes, I can start. That's a really tough question
1: um, because at least in Sweden, like it's really competitive to get into the industry and we have such high quality game jo- the game schools like uh, the Game Assembly or Future Games uh, and also in Skövde and So if you are trying to, switch career, you'll have fierce competition, like even at entry-level jobs. And if you are at the point where yeah, I'm going to change career, then probably you're not looking to like a downgrade of like entry-level. Um, so something that's really important is that obviously you have gained some skills uh, during your, like whatever you're doing and you want to find that kind of role, but in games, I think something that's like what I would do. Like, so that's how I look at this question. Like I would probably like look at the portfolios of the role that I want to get. Um, like other people that are already in this industry and they got in to see like, how does that kind of portfolio look like and then see what I can do to match that. Um, like it's really easy for programmers because we can just like make our own games, like they look bad, but we can show like, oh, we made, I made this AI for this game and it works like this. Um, so it really depends on the role. Uh, but I think that would be a great place to start just to see like what's expected of me uh, and how can I turn like my, which feels like a disadvantage because you're not in the game industry, but you've probably done something else awesome. Like uh, being in the art industry, like you, you're an artist, you've been that for 10 years. Like, oh yeah, turn that to your advantage because there are probably games out there uh, that could benefit from something like that. Like an example, could be like Passport 2, like a real cool game about drawing. Uh, like So if you've been in an artist maybe to turn that to advantage, look for studios that make games that really leverage what you can, um, and follow your dreams. Um, But yeah, like, uh, something you always can do is, like, take courses uh, in your spare time, Um, because if you get to that point where you have an education, you can just say that, like, yeah, I have an education within game design, and I also have these 10 years of experience doing blank, then you're suddenly in a really good position, because then all those students can just... Yeah, go away. They, they, you beat them. Um, yeah, that. Those are my thoughts. Uh, maybe Niklas, what what do you, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, agree on everything you said there. I, I, I think it's like, uh, it is tough, <laughs> but I think it's uh, a good advice. Like, like you said, says can, I, can I try to find that platform. Where, where should I? sell my you know or show show off my skills basically and and if, if it's you know within art or or, or or tech or code uh try to find uh you know what is the benchmark how how, how does it look like out there how how can i you know uh, be at the you know at the same level or or close to this and 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 try to kind of you know really understand what's what recruiters or 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 studio heads or wh- whoever is hiring uh, are looking for, uh, so I actually can can you know show that I have the the talent for for whatever role you are looking for, and then of course I mean in the gaming industry it's like like a small pond, uh, 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 I mean it's all about about connection uh, connections as, as well, so I mean try to to. Uh, uh, why then open up your your network and you know talk to people, interact with 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 others in, in the industry and stuff like that, and you know really trying to get the first two or foot uh, within the door, so to say, so so uh, to just come to the first uh, chat and you know really uh, try to come in somewhere, uh, yeah. That's, that's my advice,
4: I guess. I think, I think I can tell that uh, nowadays with development of a lot of new tools and everything, it has become even more accessible to start and, you know, follow some tutorials, learn the basic principles about building a game. And uh, for someone who has a skill that is coming from a different industry. um, I think it has become much easier now than say 10 years ago uh, in order to, shift the career and become a game developer and become a part of the gaming industry. But as as Niklas also mentioned, uh, there's a lot of connections that are required in order to be successful in a game, in an in in industry like gaming, because gaming industry is actually, uh, it's, it's rather branched. There are a lot of different topics and different aspects that could actually integrate into the gaming industry. You can, talk about the art aspect, you can talk about the economy aspect, you can talk about the uh, AI aspect as Pontus was mentioning. So all of these different branches could actually merge into one big, um, um, fall under this huge umbrella of gaming industry, right? But I feel like um, nowadays it's becoming at least much easier for people from other industries to seize the opportunity, learn from all of these new ways of developing the game and actually integrating the game. So I think the only advice, if I, if I call it, I would give to people is that, uh, try to see if you like it or not, because developing your game seems fun, but it's a lot of hard work. It's, it's a really, really challenging thing to do. And uh, as long as someone has the passion and the background that they can bring to the game industry and make something new. I think they can do that. They can
3: succeed. Thank you so much. I mean, I think uh, I don't have so much so much to add on that. Uh, I've been I've been thinking a lot of that, like of the question in, in general. So I, will, uh, I I wrote everything down, and I will have that as an answer. But no, jokes aside, I, I think that o- on behalf of what I'm trying to answer, some people when I'm you know when I'm getting the question is like ask exactly what everyone said in in a meeting, like focus on defining your profession, but also you know your per- personal goals and, and passion. Uh, and I think allowing that to guide your, your like your, your search for 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 a job in the in the in the gaming industry. But I do think that one key thing is the passion, um, like the passion for 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 gaming in general, and also the understanding of like what is what is the gaming industry, and and you know the understanding of like you know, it takes time to develop a game, for example, and and uh, and such. I do think it's a combination of you know doing the research and also understanding the industry in general. And not just jumping into the industry because of it's like a trend or, you know, it's going really well in the industry, but also for generally and like really authentic speaking, um, loving the industry and, and loving to work with people because that that is like the key here. You will be working with people and creative ideas, but also a lot of like business mindset and stuff. So, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, that is just my additional input.
2: Uh, a small note on that. I mean, I mean. I, I think that that is a super important thing that you are saying, Karin. I mean, you're working together with other people. And, and, I, and I think that that skill is also super important because we are, whatever role you have, we are all game developers and doing something together. So, so you need to be kind of, you know, uh, good at cooperating with, with others and come up with the solutions together. You are not only doing your thing in your corner. I mean, you're doing this together. So that's a super important thing to have.
0: I was only going to say that um, it was interesting, Karim, that you said about, yeah, okay, you have to have a passion for gaming because it is a passion industry. So everyone in the vast majority of people in the gaming industry are passionate, right? But also to understand the gaming industry. So we, I mean, I love playing games doesn't mean that I'm going to be like the best game developer. I imagine I'd be horrendous. So like also, as you say, like understanding the gaming industry and how it works and stuff, not just that you're out like playing the games, right?
3: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can disagree.
0: All right, cool. So let's move on to Bazad. Give us your question. So my
4: question was more about the evolution of gaming industry to to see what will happen in the future. Uh, because nowadays we can list a couple of uh, skills, for example, and say that yeah, these are the ones that you would actually need to succeed in the gaming industry. But I'm curious about your perspective, if these things will change over time, if in 10 years from now, we would have new set of skills that you would consider as the standards for the gaming industry that someone must have in order to join the industry. But I wanted to see if, if you have those type of uh, any of those sort of skills in your mind that you would think that in ten years, and uh, this is gonna be like the big thing in the gaming industry. So I need to learn about them now. I kind of know what Pontus is, is going to say about that. I <laughs> <laughs> but, but also knew about so, so, yes.
1: Uh, yeah. So I don't know if I should start (laughs) because yeah, AI, I think that's obviously going to be a really big thing, but I also think like what's so amazing, like what AI does that is amazing is that it makes everything easier. So you shouldn't like start learning about AI. You should keep following your passion about games, because I believe like in 10 years, it will be so much easier to make games, um, and you can just look at like movies, uh, like it started out as something only the elite could do. The equipment was very expensive. The process of making it was very complicated and there wasn't really any like knowledge on how to make a good movie. Uh, but nowadays, like everyone has a like, camera in their pockets and, uh, YouTubers like have millions and millions of views. And I'm hoping that as yeah, gaming matures and AI gets bigger and bigger, uh, we will see the same trend. Uh, so not only. Well, game development be easier, but it would also be like faster. You can start to see, like, if you have an idea, everyone has ideas, like games can be about anything. Uh, so if you're working in, I don't know, you're an astronaut, then you're very specifically like, uh, good at making astronaut games because you've been there, you have those skills, you have that experience and without knowing the tools, uh, like like you have to do now that you're going to know program, you're going to know 3d models, but that experience actually actually have experienced being in space, that's going to be a very transferable skill because you'll be able to put that into a game. Um, so I think in the future it would be much more about like personal experiences and what kind of games you want to make, at least like if you want to make your own games, but like, if you want to go to a bigger studio, um, it will also be more important, like what kind of games. Do they make every role be more specialized because we won't need like a hundred programmers to work on the physics engine. it will be more about gameplay, the experience. Um so I think we're in for a lot of interesting things in the future where like the person itself matters more. Uh, and it's more about the art of making a game than like how fast can we make this run on an Android phone?
3: Yeah. I I actually love your answer because it's actually combining both like technology evolution and also like your personal skills uh i i on this like question i would love to have the right answer so if you have the right answer please give me it because uh, that that is that would be amazing for me as well but i think as pontus mentioned like as the video games well, as video games in general are becoming like more advanced or like technical aspects evolves so i think I would assume more and more like employers are considering the valuable skills that the video games brings to the like the business side. Uh, but i I mean as as Pontus mentioned, like I I, I I I do think AI it's definitely something that you could count on. but I think uh, don't quote me on that, but I read a lot of times now, just like AI will not change the future like a person who to use AI will do. So I think that is all something to keep in mind. but I mean, some personal skills that I do think would be important uh, to still delivering like entertain entertaining games or 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 authentic gameplay, I see like still like risk taking, I see being at the analytic or like problem solving or or like multitasking as 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 skills that we will highly honor 10 years from now on Uh, because I I do think there are so many things within the actual like gaming that you could take into the actual like the industry as well so I do think that those type of things and especially once you're working with different roles are are super important but then of course I, I, I think we will continue to value passion curiosity and understanding of you know the the artwork behind the game. Uh, I do think that's that's still going to be highly valuable in the future.
2: Yeah. I mean, when when I was thinking about this question, I mean, what came up in my mind was of course uh, AI, uh, and and then then we have a new here, and and uh, and I was thinking, okay, yeah, okay, but uh, it's AI, you know, doing all all, all uh, for us. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, someone needs to feed the the robot, <laughs> and and I think I mean. There still needs to be, you know, great ideas and lots of uh, creativity to it, and and uh, the AI will help us do things faster, like like the evolution of tech is doing all the time stuff. But but we still need to be okay. How can you come up with a, a original idea that stands out from the crowd? You know, uh, you you wouldn't like to, to do games that have already been done all the time. You know, uh, so it's still uh, we we still need that. Uh, Personal uh, human touch to it, so that so uh, we there will be jobs, I promise.
4: <laughs> no, I, I also agree. I mean, everyone covered a lot of things that I myself had actually thought about when thinking about this question too. That uh, some things will definitely change. Some new things will arise. Some new. Um, I mean, I I I was talking to J- Chat G- GPT the other day and. I mean, it's fascinating how much, how much you can accomplish learning actually from it. But at the same time, I can see a lot of creativity that would be necessary. It would be a part that is, I think it's going to never be separated from the gaming industry because uh, in the end of the day, games are entertainment tools and entertainment always requires creativity in order to keep people happy about it. Uh, And by people, I mean the gamers and general public also. But... uh, the the thing that was brought up was about uh, the usage of, uh, I think Pontus mentioned it, that uh, personal experience and having something that you have done before is going to be much more valuable, I would say, in 10 years. Not just in the gaming industry, but in general, but specifically in the gaming industry, because as I also mentioned in the beginning, when the tools evolve, when you have easier tools that remove some of the hassles that you would have in the old days, to create a game there is more room for creativity now there is ro- more room to put in your personal um feeling and personal touch on something the astronaut whether was was good we are building a racing game ourselves in the company so uh, having experience in racing and cars knowledge about cars and everything is definitely something that would be is appreciated in the company and by the community and the people who are actually going to play this game and follow it so i think these are a lot. Of Uh, cool things and I think I got my questions completely answered so yes nice nice discussion
0: I have a bit of a a bonus question to throw in if I may just because you guys were talking about how like AI will make it easier for people to make games right because it will take away a lot of the technicalities and the tools so just to sort of throw it out there is that an advantage for the gaming industry or a disadvantage if everybody can just make their own games
1: I mean it's the same thing like if you look back in time, like, to the garage scene, like, where people, uh, uh like, yeah, on the NES and the SNES they were developing for those games, like, the game engines, the game engines didn't exist, like, making those games was really hard, um, and of course it was great for those that knew how to make the game, uh, but those people were the programmers, uh, so all the games were very programming, uh, like, it was very hard to find a game where, like, ooh, the art is the, like, driving factor, because this one dude in a garage, uh, just be hacking away at a game. And then like game engine came like unity and unreal. And suddenly we have indie games, uh, we have people who are like, art is taking the lead that's taking the driving seat. and you get all these amazing experiences. And I think AI is going to push that further. Like we're going away from it being a technical thing because I love writing code, but writing code is not what game is about. It's about the experience and the faster we can get to the end product, uh, the better. And I believe in a future where games are more personalized, we go away from these like big AAA games, uh, that everyone plays to more like, oh, I'm going to play this game that's developed by an Argentinian because I'm married to an Argentinian and I want to experience that culture. And so I think it's good, but it's also going to have like the load effect of like 200 new games on the iOS. Uh store like every day uh, and it's going to be hard, but you' just gotta more important to know your audience i think
4: yeah I also think that it's gonna be much more competitive uh as you mentioned, but at the same time, it's opening the room for creativity, and I think in the end of the day that's all it's about. We want the game to be uh, provide a new unique experience for the person that is trying to play it and i I think uh, removing the barrier of entry to the gaming game development is something that would definitely help the gaming industry in, in general. But uh, I can also see that this is going to change the vision of the market to the gaming, because now there is going to be a lot of options. There's going to be a lot of, uh, also competition, which is, I feel is healthy because it's going to uh, reward the, the best, right? And it's the way of evolution. As a biologist, I had to, I think I had to mention it <laughs> somehow with no pun intended, but I think it's the evolution. So, yeah, my, I, I, I think it's, it's it's an important thing. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah,
3: as you both said,
4: I mean, technology will
3: always evolve, hopefully. Uh, but I think that it amounts more into, like, everything from, you know, creativity, but also like storytelling or narrative or understanding, you know, the players, because as you mentioned, it's going to be maybe more noise and uh, more games out there, uh, so it's more about, you know, how do we know the our players and how do we you know how are we building the story around the game and such so i think we will put more depth and and, and focus and and more time and engagement on the actual narrative and the storytelling and you know what is actually game and to whom so um, yeah i i do think it's like somehow you you know you' support each other so you just need to you know trying to navigate through and by go in terms of what actually what can you do and 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 i think that is something that you can't acquire uh, and that it, that is creativity and uh, that is something you're going to learn along the way.
0: Alright, thanks for that. Sorry for my bonus question, but I just, I wanted to know your guys' opinion. Um, So let's move on to uh, Bottles' question.
1: Yes. So as I mentioned earlier, like I'm currently running Spellscaper and we're soon about to start hiring. Uh, and the problem is I have a lot of very smart friends, a lot of great friends that are greater programming of like, oh, I would love to hire them. Um, but the problem is that like, we're going to get an investment. We're going to look for an investment and showing someone on paper that's worked on like a big company, a big tech company, but they haven't made games. Like it's kind of frowned upon because ship having shipped a game is really valuable. Like if I show like, yeah, we have this engineer that has worked on Skype, uh, been there for 10 years, great engineer like, oh yeah, that's interesting. i like, oh, I have this engineer that's worked that massive for 10 years. Like that, like, wow, that's, that's incredible. When in fact they are like just as good programmers, maybe the uh, Skype one is even better, um, but just like having shipped the game and worked this game studio earlier is so valuable, but how do you show that your skill is not just transferable, but also valuable? Like how do you show like, yeah, obviously the person at Skype, uh, like, um, is greater programming. Like that's, we know that, but how do we prove that that could actually be a positive thing that it has not worked in the gaming industry before? How do we turn that negative into a positive to really show how much it's worth? And it's a really tricky question. So I'm glad that I don't have to start. So I'm passing the torch to Karim. Of
3: course, uh, I was trying to like don't don't pick me. No, I mean, <laughs> the super hard question. It's a very very good question. I've been uh, been challenged by that. as when we're building kind of brave as well. Um, I think it's super hard at for for at uh, the first time to just like on a blank sheet just presenting you know just a title or just like this is the job description and now okay this is something we're just gonna evolve. Um, but I've been thinking of that and I mean, myself moved from like uh, fast moving consumer goods into gaming and like how did I tra- had those type of skills into like more valuable skills. And I think, and this is mainly from like a marketing point of view, but i would try to segue into more for, for general speaking, but I think show first like um, project skills, like how did you establish like goals uh, for your focus area in despite, you know, the industry uh, and, and look into the overall vision. So like, I think that like from a marketing or marketeer point of view, like explaining how you, for example, like build growth and leverage that. To a brand to its audience because i think that's highly recognizable uh how you build like growth and leverage into a brand to to the players um but i also think that i, I want to like turn that question into like i think that we in the industry or investors are, or need to dare to invest in talents in general uh because i think it's also like i don't because otherwise we'll just look into the industry. and I don't think we're going to be that creative in, in innovative uh, anymore. So I would say like invest in people, uh, in, in talents that has those type of creative ideas or the game vision, or like clearly shows that you have like a very mature development process or thinking of like, yes, AI would be the next thing, why, for example. So I think it's like. And this is not the correct answer, of course, but I think it's like our obligation uh, to support like those type of valuable skill sets in general, uh, despite, you know, different backgrounds. If we want to, you know, canalize or or that type of creativity uh, and continue to get like innovation. So I I would say like if investors would dare to hire someone from from Skype and instead of just looking to like the traditional like CV of yes. requirement for shipping five games. I think that will be something very, like, uh, interesting for the future. But of course, it's super hard, I know, uh, but th- that is something I'm looking into when hiring people as well, that you don't need to have 10 years experience. Uh, I worked with, you know, the one of the best team members that I have, they don't have more than two to three years experience, but they know gaming and they have different backgrounds and combined to that they 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 leverage our knowledge so much. So, I mean
4: I can actually add to that if, if if Niklas doesn't mind if I answer. But I think it's actually uh, comes down to the needs of the project and needs of the game itself. Um, for example, I can tell you that we have someone that is actually working with us and uh, she's a level designer. Uh, but she wasn't a game level designer before. She was a landscape architect. But the type of skills that she brought into the game, into the uh, project that uh, we were running actually helped us quite a lot because it was bringing a new perspective, it was kind of like opening a new window that a traditional level designer would probably not see. Uh, maybe they would, but uh, it's bringing something that it's probably would be more of the same if it wasn't for her bringing a new sort of perspective to the project, but. At the same time, I can also see the need for the passion and also thinking on the same sort of uh, time and think thinking of the same sort of way in, in the, in the project, because end of the day, uh, a gaming project is actually built in a huge pipeline of a lot of people coordinating and working together to ship a final product, right? And uh, having some one person that, or many people that aren't really familiar with that pipeline is definitely going to affect the project negatively. But at the same time, I think, uh, depending on the needs of the project, having a fresh person coming to the project and try things for the first time, it's going to be a motivating thing for them and at the same time, bring something new to the project that is normally, uh, not there. If you are just hardcore game developers and everything. So I, it definitely has. Pluses and minuses. It has pros and cons, but um, I am on the side that I would say we should definitely give the opportunity to new people and new talent to see what they have got. So, uh, yeah, I, that, that's that's my stand on there.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I and I can totally uh, uh, agree on that. And, and and I and I think if if you if you are able to have the mix. Mix of the both, both the 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 guy from Skype and and the other (laughs) experienced guy. I mean that that's a perfect mix because you want people with an open mindset that can show grit and really you know problem solvers and stuff like that. And 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 someone that is coming, you know, the landscape architect coming in with with new angles can can can. Ask these questions you 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 didn't think no one should 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 ask and, and then suddenly you, you think differently I mean can, can really you know uh, open your mind in, in different feats. so so I think it's uh, I think it's I mean I think you always should try to kind of uh, uh, think about you know taking in you know talent that they doesn't necessarily need to have that experience but they can really kind of add a lot of value to to your team uh, because of the-
1: yeah, uh, a lot of great thoughts, It's so interesting to hear um, and I really like like the fact that you if you specify the role good enough, uh, then you can always motivate because uh, you can always motivate by it would suit that person because you as an employee like, yeah, I, I want to hire this person. There must be a reason for that and if you can communicate that clearly like, yeah, this is the role. This is the person. This is what they've done. um uh, this is an obvious match, uh, it's all about communicating that. Um, and also something really interesting i think caught up and that came up was uh, like uh, diversity how important that is like even when it comes to like hiring outside of the uh, gaming industry uh, just how a new point of view um, is so important to a project success and just as important is to like hire uh, yeah like people from all walks of life uh, men women uh, and all um so uh, yeah, thanks for great answers, and I will definitely uh, think about those as I move forward. Thank you.
3: I think it's as want to add that uh, as well, Pontus, when we're talking about diversity, because I think it's super important in, in especially in our business, uh, consisting of a lot of like male, but also trying to you know in in terms of the mix, to, like dare to uh, hire and invest in talents that are. You know, maybe less experienced, but the, but will we'll actually tr- to to try to invest in the in the in the base because otherwise yeah. we will never grow the diversity in the, in the industry. I would say that you know invest in 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 equality of course in terms of you know diversity. Uh, there are so many layers of diversity of course, but in terms of like female non-binary in the in the industry, I think we just need to dare to invest in people with maybe less experience because. I mean, we have so many job applications out there, uh, and despite being very open in our recruitment process and sustainability is key in our, like in our core business at Kind of Brave, it's very hard to find uh, you know, the, the base, especially within programming. And So we just need to take different routes sometimes as well, and maybe yeah. sometimes hire less experienced uh, individuals, uh, but I think for the future, I think it's going to pay off definitely so yeah. that is like that's something i really want to add into uh into the traditional type of hiring people and uh, thank you for for bringing this, this up because i think diversity in the gaming industry is super important yeah like especially in the gaming industry
1: like yeah we're four four guys here and uh, every time we mentioned i did that mistake several times like oh yeah uh, hire the guy from uh, skype or the guy from uh, uh from the other one, so it's really important, and to just see diversity as not something that you take a risk on, but like, yeah, it's it has real value. <laughs> so yeah, that was a little the bonus track. Uh, yeah, thank you.
0: No, I like these bonus questions, bonus track. I like it. Um, and then finally, uh, Nicholas, take away with your question.
2: Yes. Uh, right. Would you still work in the gaming industry? Uh without your transferable skills. If you think about that. Yeah.
1: Yes um I always start. Should I All right. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Pontus. No 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 you can
4: you know, pass, pass it to Basad. I, I passed the question on to <laughs> <laughs> This is last question that I actually was really having a philosophical debate with myself, <laughs> if I can actually answer that or not. But I think um for me personally, I think it can be different with different people. Personally, I can say that I would still come into the gaming industry because as a 37-year-old person, I still sit and play StarCraft on my free time. So and I definitely have the passion to play games and make games. So I think even if I didn't have the background in like 3D modeling and 3D animation back in the day, I would still find my way in the gaming industry. Uh, it's just a matter of how hard or difficult it would be for me. I think in the end of the day, it's the person's choice and the passion that would be, uh, answering this question. But I can tell you that, uh, acquiring a lot of skills from other careers and other perspectives that you would have in your life is probably something that would affect the decision of becoming a game developer or not, but at the End of the day, I suppose it's a personal choice and that comes down to the passion. If someone loves games and loves uh, developing games and entertainment and video games, they would definitely find a way in, uh, regardless of what type of transferable skills they have. And if they have a skills that could eventually be used, and I'm sure there is a lot of room for creativity when it comes to bringing new skills into the industry. Uh, I would say that, uh, personally, I would, and I can see a lot of people with passion that would also uh, join the gaming industry nonetheless. So, yeah, that, that's my perspective, but I don't know if you guys think the same or not. Thank okay.
3: I, I you. I can continue. Uh, can you say maybe? Uh, no, I am I'm, i don't know, actually. I think it's a super hard question. Uh, I do think that in general, industry knowledge can be acquired, um, uh, and, and especially in, in my role as, as marketeer, uh, I, I think that is something you can, you, can, you know, you can easily learn uh, and try to apply that into the, a lot of different businesses. But I think I think I've mentioned this before. But I think one key af- aspect that still like motivates me and a lot of people is the passion, like the curiosity and understanding the artwork behind the game. I think that is like the I won't say the key thing, but like at least when you're working with people, uh, as it as it is so much like so important in this in this industry, I think that is something that would do that I will somehow push me into the gaming industry. Um, so yeah, I, I think so. But I, I also want to highlight that when the word like gaming or like video game pop into your mind, it's easy to think about like, you know, very like tech heavy roles, you know, in the industry. But I think you also need to, to realize or, you know, creativity in general, uh, in the, in the industry mode, but there are so, so many different like positions, uh, in the gaming industry that requires a lot of, a lot of sort of like professions to function. Uh, so, I mean, everything from operationals to like, you know, you know, uh, economics to HR, uh, you know, pro- agile project management. Uh, so, you know, you're shipping a game and, you know, you need to be a, a team. So, um, I. I don't have a clear answer, but I would say maybe. Uh, but I think the key here is best I' mentioned as well in terms of like you have the passion. You like video games, and I think that is the key thing here. That, that and and I'm always striving for for the passion. Uh, so, uh, w- when finding different career options, so to say, and I think that's why um, you have so many OGs in the still in the in the gaming industry because people are passionate and they love you know they love the 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 work uh, so yeah uh, maybe it's my final answer yeah cool thanks well okay. so yeah
1: um, this is a really weird question for me because the game industry is all I ever know uh, I started my first company uh, last year of college and instead of taking my degree I just yeah ran attractive interactive um, so I've never had any other job I've never had a boss and the game industry is all I've ever known uh, but As a lot of you have said, like the game industry is a passionate driven industry. And that's why I wanted to get into it so bad. Like I was 16 years old when I decided I wanted to make games and I had no skills whatsoever and uh, I was like, yeah, games. And then I said to like, yeah, I've got to study, got to learn programming. I'm going to go to university. I'm going to get a degree in game engine engineering. And even though I didn't get it, I'm still here in the game industry and uh, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Um, but I also think like a very important, like aspect to like the, the dark side of this passion driven industry is like, uh, the crunch hours. Like, uh, I met several people that have like got into the industry and just been worked to the bone and then like, just never been able to recover uh, just because they hit a wall. Um, and I've been there myself, like when I started my first company, uh, and I felt like to be able to be in the position of running your own studio, you had to work like ridiculously hard and, uh, that sucked. Like I had fun doing it, but I just reached a point where like, oh, I can't, I can't work anymore. I just have to lay in bed and I still haven't recovered from that. Like now when I work, I have a very strict, like I can't work more than eight hours a day, uh, like I'm not allowed touch like programming after hours, um, and It's a shame that a lot of times you have to learn that the hard way. Um, I don't know, like a lot of passionate people who have left the game industry because of that. Uh, So as another bonus question, I would like to hear your thoughts about that. Like the downside of the passion uh, in the game industry.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, firstly, I I was thinking because from from my perspective, this this question came up from... uh, I didn't have passion for gaming, but but my my passion for working in the game industry uh, grew when I came into the industry because I had passion for my uh, transferable skills like like art, for instance, and and uh, and I like I used to be a football coach, and then I I realized I I could use that when managing people <laughs> like and I really enjoyed that you know like like you know and and tried to kind of you know get to know people and people are different and, and how how can you you know make them work together and make everyone feel feel good and everything like that so so i think uh, so i'm not sure either but but i think if i didn't have these transferable skills i maybe i wouldn't end end up in the in the gaming industry or maybe I, I i if i did maybe i how how could i continue i'm i'm not sure because i i have this still this Curiosity of learning new stuff and, and 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 all of these other passions that take me to the, took me to the industry. So uh, yeah, that's why I kind of came up with this question. I mean, it is it is uh, tricky, of course. Uh, but but the, the other thing you, you said, Pontus, I, I think that's, I mean. Uh, crunch and and, and working extra hours, yes, that's, uh, I think we we probably all have been there maybe, or I I can definitely uh, relate to that, Uh, but I think that's also something you learn along the way that it doesn't make you you do better games by doing that after a while. I mean, in the beginning when you are, you know, true passion, you you don't, I don't need to sleep, you know, I I just want to do this, but then you you know when you crash or whatever then you realize i i, I can't continue you know if, if i feel like like this so you need to have find that balance to to be to, to be able to still be uh, creative and so on so sometimes yeah. you, you learn the hard way uh unfortunately
3: yeah unfortunately i think that pontus question like the bonus question was really good in terms of like you mentioned like decent work or like health or, or crunch and i do think that you know it's there needs to be like a commitment from, from, from a studio perspective. And uh, I don't know, like, depending on your know, studio size, but like everything like top down, uh, uh, as well, like in terms of like our commitment, uh, and what we do to, you know, uh, improve, uh, that. because I mean, working hours is, you know, you know, by experience, you know, you're working really hard because you know of the passion, so like, what is, t- what are, you know, the studio actually doing to Uh, improve better, like working conditions, for example. So I think that is super key. And especially for talents that are moving into the industry, not like, you know, as a you know, programmer, for example, not, you know, sitting up super late just to, you know, uh, meet the sprints or something. Uh, I think it's super important. And I think that is something that you should you know, force into the to the studio culture that that is, that is part of the sustainability, you know, actions that you should take because that's, just, it's, it is a huge problem in the industry. And I do think that, you know, everything from, you know, benefits to, you know, working hours as, as you mentioned, but like com- trying to continue like education uh, to the whole studio in terms of like stress or health or how we can, you know, trying to, you know. Do better things and not just like you know ping pong tables and, and such but like you know wellness grants but there are so many things to do and i, I think you just need to define there is a problem in the industry and how can we improve it uh you know all the way down to the people actually working in the in, in the studio and trying to you know get rid of those type of things for example like one of our studios that's kind of brave they have like six hour work day um uh, i mean it works super fine uh and that is something you know we, we're trying to look into for different studios, uh, but that is a culture they have and it works really, really good. So, yeah, just an example.
4: No, I think I agree also that it's, it's really difficult to, to keep the world balance along with the passion because uh, when you have something in mind that you want to give birth to and there is this uh, idea of a game, an idea of a project that you would like to drive, It's very difficult to put focus on anything else than the project. At least that's the way that I have seen in many people, including myself. And, but I I see the, I see there are solutions. There are uh, things that could be diversions and could probably help you become more efficient even in, in doing the things that you would love to do. And but at the same time, I I know it's, it's a, it's a challenge. It's a challenge for most people in the industry that they they want to land I uh, think that they have started. So, yeah, I, I don't think there, I, you guys put it perfectly that uh, there needs to be solutions for that. And I'm sure that a lot of companies and projects are doing the same, but at the same time, I also see that not completely as a negative thing and it has its positives, it has its upsides, but uh, it's not healthy. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you that it's not healthy because I've been there on that and I know how it feels so. Yeah, I, yeah, hopefully in the future with AI, it will become much easier and you could take, you could uh, you bring the creativity to the world and then and, uh, leave it to AI to handle it, right? <laughs> yeah. If you can clone yourself, so you
2: can take two days off and the AI fix it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: oh. what, an, what an excellent idea.
3: <laughs> and that will definitely reduce the stress level at least, so, yes, there you so.
0: <laughs> Yeah, we've just found the solution. Great, that's it. Well, we don't have to continue working anymore. That's yep. it. Lovely. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Um. So before we end the podcast, just like to say a huge thank you uh, to our guests for sharing their thoughts in today's conversation. So once again, uh, today we've had Karim from Kinda Brave, Nicholas at Mag Interactive, uh, Bezad at Orion Unix, and Bontos at Spellscaper. Uh, if you are hiring for new technical roles or looking for a new role, feel free to get in touch with us here at Evolution. Or if you or anyone you know would like to be featured on a future podcast, you can drop me a message too. I am Melody and you can find me on LinkedIn or email me at Melanie.lindsay at evolution nordicscom Or equally, you can visit us at evolutionjobs.com forward slash se. Thanks again for all of our guests and thanks you guys for listening. Uh, we hope you can join us next time.